This is a historic moment. It's therefore with great hope that I declare COVID-19 over as a global health emergency. Hey guys, and welcome to Mind the Health Gap. This is our first episode in a while. I say in a while, it's been two years. Um, so welcome back. Welcome back, Beauty. Hey, Mohammed. I don't know why you're saying that, like we don't speak to, to each other regu- regularly, but um, yeah, it's been a minute on the podcast. It's, it feels really good to be back um, after people have relentlessly troubled us. You've been bullied. <laughs> bullied no it's been it's been relentless but we're back we're back and better and I think it probably makes sense to start the first episode of this new podcast kind of reflecting on on our careers and reflecting on the things that we've done in those two years and then probably move on to some of the key things that we're going to tackle and some of the key areas that we're going to focus on in the next couple of episodes so yep. we'll begin with, like, I guess, what we've been up to and career-wise, because um, I think the last time that we recorded an episode, we had just both finished our Masters, looking to enter the field of work and uh, and or perhaps probably stay in uh, in the world of academia. So, yeah, yep. what have you been up to and what have you done in those two years? Oh my god. Well, I I changed jobs, I moved house. <laughs> um I thought about writing a book. I'm in the process of writing a book. Uh I've also suddenly now become like a full-fledged journalist, like I it's a serious thing now. So yeah, but like I know what I no longer work in policy. I now work as an organiser, a health organiser, which kind of sits a bit more with what I believe in, what I align with. So, yeah, quite quite a lot has changed. What about yourself? Yeah, I think before we move on to me, I was just, just kind of reflecting on that. That's a lot. Like, we started in policy. We both believed our policy. Yeah. And now you're on the verge of writing a book and yeah. doing even more great stuff. So uh, I'm sure we'll unpack some of those things in the coming episodes with me I've also yeah kind of left policy for 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 a while now I've been working in the public sector slash life sciences uh, but when people ask me what I do consulting it is it is the buzzword um, yeah worked in in the venture innovation space Mm -hmm. and funny I say that because um, just this month or last month um, I think the UCL economist um, Mariana Mazzucato and Rosie Colling- uh, Collington released the big con. I think it was a book yeah, bashing, bashing consultants. Yeah. So, yeah. Because what does that mean, Mohammed? What does it mean? I think I definitely agree with parts of the premise in the book that um, like governments or businesses push their responsibilities or, or, or accountabilities are on consultants so if say they want a new infrastructure built somewhere and it goes wrong instead of being instead of holding a minister to account or a ceo to account yeah. it's the consultant that told us to do this it's them and that so i definitely get that but i think at the same time having worked in the field for the last 
16 to 18 months, you realize there's two, there's both sides. So I think one of the big things that people misunderstand about consulting and management consultants specifically is, uh, is how they come about. So we basically come in to fix problems where I guess imp- uh, that the people in, in the government or in these businesses can't really fix or see. And, Absolutely. And basically we give these senior senior leaders or senior executives buy-in within the organizations that they work in. So, yeah. and then we come in quickly and synthesize the problem into like solvable parts and then we move. So I I guess what, what I'm trying to say is definitely get the the bad rep that the, the consult, consulting world has. But yeah. I think to an extent, some of the work that I've worked on and I've seen other consultants worked on has been really refreshing and yeah. has helped different industries and different areas um, in the economy. So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to read the book. Uh, so <laughs> I was actually contemplating on going to the like book signing. I think that was happening at UCL, but yeah, like yeah, a consultant going through that. But then, can you imagine? And they ask yeah. you what you do, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm a consultant," and everyone just turns to look at you. Not a good look, man. Not a look, no, I'm not. Do you feel? Do you feel weird that you work in consultancy? I do, because I think on the back of work uh, on our last careers podcast uh, episode like yeah I I was definitely fixed on staying in the world of academia and yeah like, trying to uh, do further PhD uh, education uh, but then I think COVID came and I think my perspectives on things kind of changed uh, but I definitely see myself coming back into into the mm. field uh what about you? Uh, have you? How's your transition been uh, and the shift in, in moving from policy? Um, I don't want to bash policy because I definitely learn a lot from policy. I think policy influences literally every part of our lives. But I did not like the processes of policy. Uh, I did not like where I was doing policy. Um, so and also just seeing things implemented and knowing that they're going to negatively impact people from my community and myself later down the line just really doesn't make sense to me um so to go in a space where like we can actively challenge that and be troublemakers uh, I think definitely like fits more with my personality there's nothing I love more than causing trouble um especially for the government (laughs) so being 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 a health organizer uh is definitely an experience and and one that i welcome yeah yeah perfect Uh, (laughs) on the idea of yeah holding the government account and being a troublemaker i definitely agree i think it definitely fits your personality yeah uh, (laughs) and the fact that you're enjoying it Uh, i think now that we've kind of done the intro uh, of what we've been up to i think one of the key like reasons why we're doing this episode is because many of the students who are in global health, public health, have kind of spoken about people in different industries that have kind of got global health or public health backgrounds, um, like essentially how have they transitioned into these different areas and um, what are, I guess, 
three pieces of advice you'd give to the students starting their careers in, in the field. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Sure. So the first thing I would say to a lot of like global health students, public health students is just kind of keep an open mind, because I think when I started global health, when I finally start, started to understand what it was, when I finally started to find my interest, I had a very set idea of what it is I wanted to do, how it is I wanted to work. And for the most part, like when I did finally do those things, aka policy, it was just completely different. And I just became quite disillusioned with the field, um, at times heartbroken. I know it sounds like very dramatic to say that, but just the realisation that there is actually very limited that you as one person can do, um, even when like the collective have all these tools to do stuff. Um, but yeah, I think just keeping an open mind, really like taking things in your stride, where there's an opportunity, take it. Um, it's nice if it aligns with you, if it aligns with your interest. If it doesn't, you don't have to do it. But if you want to do it, you can learn something from it and move forward in that way. And that's something that I've consistently done. Uh, the second thing I will say to you is just read. Like a lot, I've got like loads of questions and help from people, my friends especially, who ask me how like after we've graduated, how we stayed so in touch with this field and literally I just I just read loads like news it doesn't even have to be like journal journal uh, academic journals because we don't have access to that anymore but like news articles um twitter and stuff like I see all the updates from the who I sometimes argue with them sometimes I don't all the times um, exactly <laughs> so yeah, like just kind of read to, to see what's about, see what's going on, see what changes come through. Um, yeah, because that was how I came to know about health organising and how for me it was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of something I want to do. Um, and the last piece of advice I would give um, global health students, I think you have to constantly remember why you, why you chose to come in this field, right? Because... As I've said to you, and I, as I said before in this episode, like you can very quickly become disillusioned with the field, depending on what you're doing, um, depending on who you come across and just realize like people are fake, man. <laughs> people are doing things for them. Yeah, it's a setup. People are doing things for their own agendas, not for the betterment of like people or people's health. Um, people use all the right language without actually putting that into action. So I think to keep true to what you want to do, to keep true to what you set out to do, just keep reminding yourself, like, this is why I came into this field. Yeah. What about yourself, Mo? What three pieces of advice would you give students starting in this field? I'd probably echo everything that you've said and just add that um, I think we're very lucky in the sense that studying global health equips you with all of the key transferable skills that you could go yeah. into different areas yeah so whether it's policy whether it's consulting whether it's staying in, in in academic research i think you are in a position where you could leverage all of these uh, all of the things that you learn um, yeah and kind of position yourself in where you want to be so like you said i think being open and kind of linking in with those who are in, in the industry um, and forming those 
networks uh, in the beginning and making sure that you're on top of like the key changes and key key shifts in the in the global health scene and i think especially now that we're coming out of lockdown there's a lot of open lectures happening at um university so even if you've yeah. kind of left university uh, uh, there are these chances to network with people um and then having been to these open lecture uh sessions at uh, universe at various universities you see a mix of people from industry yeah who are in, doing academic research and yeah having ultimately having that open mindful like approach to things will definitely help um and yeah you can also reach out to me and beauty and uh, yeah and support you in that way absolutely absolutely i i really do miss interacting with uh young students and stuff so yeah reach out anytime Yep, so now moving on to, I guess, the bulk of the episode where we want to kind of discuss what we have planned uh, in, in the next couple of episodes. Um, uh, and I guess it's built, building on from what's happening, what's happened in the global health scene in the last two years when we've been away. Um, I'll probably hand over to BE to kind of explain what we've got, uh, what we've got planned. Sure. Well, Mohammed is saying that so confidently, like we don't have many ideas. Um, I think what what we are trying to do, especially with this episode and like just from feedback we have from you guys is understand where everyone is with the space in the space of global health and what, what we can do to explore in our um, coming up, coming episode series, whatever, uh, I guess. I guess, Mo, um, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on kind of like what's been going on in global health in the last couple of years? Like, yes, we have this pandemic, but also just so many things in terms of governance, in terms of the politics, the actors, Bill Gates, all of that stuff. Like, what what are your thoughts? I think the first major one that we probably need to cover is the key lessons learned, or if there was any lessons learned from the whole pandemic and the way... uh, governments or nation states kind of approach uh, any further pandemic or any global pandemic that happens in the future and if we have the governance or and the structures in place to deal with another another pandemic um yeah uh, and if we've actually picked up any key lessons and then i think moving on to that i think the role of just the role of environment, I guess, the environment uh, determinants of health, and looking at what that means uh, industry, in industry and how things are being framed, whether yeah. it, whether it's through uh, the lens of ESG and what that means um, in business, but as well as what uh, what's happening with these multilateral organisations like WHO uh, and the World Bank and how they're entering the narrative and what their what their views are, are, are on these shifts and then I think also looking at um, uh, people have people who've worked in in say Africa or in the developing nations in around Africa and how who, those who are involved in programs to say alleviate poverty or uh, disease specific 
um, interventions, how they have kind of maneuvered back into these functions. And because for two years right. since COVID, like many people that were working in these in these regions had gone back to the West and had let local people kind of take over uh, the day-to-day -day operational runnings of these programs. Right. Or in some cases, actually stop the programs. So what has happened? Uh, are they fully back in? Um, and the views of obviously that on local ownership of some of these projects. So no, there's a lot. There's a lot to cover. I, Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you know, I have thoughts. Oh, so it just killed me that you mentioned the determinants of uh, what was it environmental? Is it a, a mind the health gap episode? If I if you don't mention the determinants of health, <laughs> it's in the um, DNA. It's <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Um, I think I, I want to echo what you're saying, but I think for me, what really strikes me about this pandemic is understanding that we have all the tools that would have prevented the scale of it, but also um, leaving people behind. Like, I think for me, it was the first time I realized like, oh my God, people really don't care about disabled people. They don't care about disabled communities. They don't care about marginalized people. They don't care about black people, as you said, in like Africa, or even people in Asian, Latin American countries, like all these people do not matter. They are unexceptional when it comes to very exceptional world events. Um, and yeah, I think we learn about this in global health. We know it, but to see it and someone who was part of those communities um, was just a real shocker to me. Like It, it made... It made me look, I mean, I've always side-eyed people in global health, but like now it's a bombastic side-eye to everyone. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, people in this field, they just don't care. And now I feel like everyone in this, in this field gives lip service because um, I think people are just not understanding that, <laughs> like, we're still in a pandemic. People are still dying. <laughs> like... So, like, for example, I think it's today or tomorrow or sometime next week where the COVID app is being shut down. And it's just like, did the pandemic end? Why are you shutting it down? Why are you shut? Do you know stuff like that? So my thoughts on the field are I'm disgruntled, I'm angry, um, and I want to fight everyone. As that's always. the energy we need. <laughs> As that's, the energy. <laughs> that's the energy that we're going to use uh, or yeah. even um utilize when we do these episodes and uh, i think we're back we're back better uh, more informed and um ready to take on these highly contentious uh, topics in the in the coming weeks months uh, and hopefully years so uh thank you guys for tuning in to this um very special careers um episode um and we look forward to the next episode where we'll actually bring a topic and kind of demystify what's happening and um, yeah. break down Re the key topics. Exactly. Re-engage with global health, everything we've known, everything we've, we've witnessed and experienced. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. It feels good to be back, isn't it? It does. Now you guys can stop bullying us. <laughs> yes, we've done our job. We've done our job. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, Mo, do the outro. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, no, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning Bye. in. Bye.